Hey, hi. Uh, it's me, Drew McGarry, co-host of the Distraction Podcast. I'm just, I'm just kidding with you guys. It's me. It's David, the other guy from the podcast. Drew is at the beach this week, and I'm not at the beach, but uh, I am pretty wiped out for a number of reasons, none of, none of which you have to worry about, but um, we're not going to really do a real episode this week. Uh, so it's just going to be me and Eric. Hello, I'm David Roth. What's up? There he is. That's terrific. How's it going, man? Um, people love it when I refer to my depression, and it's really great. Yeah. So we're going to do, so Dave there is going to do 17 <laughs> minutes on the Mets, and then we're going to dip out and, and let this episode. At the risk of saying something nice about the Mets, my friend went to the Pride Night that the Mets had, and she said it was absolutely incredible. Like, especially the merch. My friends that went last year said the same thing. It's best in class, it seems like, which is great. I, you know, not the sort of thing that you'd necessarily expect the organization to get right, because it's one of those things that is like, involves projecting humanity and uh, caring about the experience your fans are having. And that's never been a top priority for the organization. Right. Uh, but the, apparently it's great. So Yeah, Mr. Met does have like the face and vibe of like, you know, when you see like a TikTok or an Instagram post that's like, this dad is holding up free hug sign for people who <laughs> aren't able to hug their parents. And I'm like, I understand where this is coming from. And ordinarily, I would think this is terribly cringy and I can't get over it. But Mr. He just has the face. He has dad hug yeah. face. And he's hugging each each and every one of the queer uh, baseball goers. and They're loving it. I think that's the thing with Mr. Met that is sort of underappreciated um, unless you've been around him. And I don't want to this is somehow I'm on the borderline of being snobbish about Mr. Met, which is a really amazing achievement. I don't think I'd ever be able to pull that off if you've never met him, if you haven't seen him live. Like, obviously, I'm familiar with Mr. Met. The times that I was near him, which was once at a fan fest back when we were at the old website. You are really gatekeeping Mr. Met. It's impressive. <laughs> Sorry, girl bossing. You're girl bossing <laughs> Mr. Met. So the he, though, like, there's a gravitas to Mr. Met that does not make sense. Yeah. The head being so large, I think, is part of it. You know, you just that that signals dominance somehow. But if you're like around Mr. Met, I wouldn't say that I wanted to hug him, but like I shook Mr. Met's hand like the way that I would shake the hand of like Charles Schumer. You know, like it's just like somebody <laughs> like a powerful figure that I'm kind of like, wow, well, I don't have to love it, but like that. That person's got a lot of lot of pull in my world, and that is that is the IRL Mr. Met experience. I'm imagining you making a fan cam for Mr. Met, like everyone's doing on the Taylor Swift era tour. It's <laughs> sparkly effects. Yeah, it's you you handshaking Mr. Met, and you're both like, "It's me. I'm the problem. I like the Mets." That's the <laughs> caption. <laughs> yeah, this is good. If I had the video production skills. I would probably still not do that because I'm very busy. I'm I'm getting so into TikTok right now. I was up till wow, like four okay. in the morning and like my mind opened up on Friday night and I'm like, oh, I get it. I understand. Twitter and Reddit has imploded and this is like the next life form crawling out of the priority. I lose. agree that that is TikTok status. However, when I watch more than one TikTok, I age 70 years instantly. And I understand. I'm like, 
it's just, I can't understand how to do it. It's like watching my mom try to do email on her phone and she's somehow just batting at it and it's like an open-handed slapping gesture. That's how I feel trying to use that interface. But it's slowly slipping out of my hands. It's like I'm at the point where it's like, oh, this is like a typewriter, but on the computer. But yeah. then if the next thing happens, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's how like everybody as you age gets that experience with like a social media platform where you're just kind of like, oh, right. Like, I don't know how to do this yeah. one. It's good. Well, I listen, the point that I want to say is if you have photos of you with Mr. Met, I will edit that together on the video editing software on my phone. I don't think I do have any, sadly. And also, I feel like I'm old enough now that like asking Mr. Met for a photo would be weird. <laughs> like it would involve me like stepping over a four year old child and being like, yep, you know what? Like, you snooze, you lose, fucking Skyler. It's my turn. Like, that's, I don't want to be that guy necessarily. Like, I feel like I have to fight every day not to be that guy. Um, mm. <laughs> all right. What were we going to talk about? We were going to do, like, a few minutes just so that there's something in the feed for people so that they're not uh, too mad. But then also, we're going to recommend other stuff so that you have, uh, you don't just have to listen to this 10 times in a row to get that that distraction feeling. Absolutely. Just listen to uh, this two-hour Drew saying you're back compilation that I put <laughs> ASMR on ASMR video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of those, there's a lot of those online. Yeah. Drew going, wow, or yeah. <laughs> if that does exist, I will link it. Oh, God. There's no way it does. Um, yeah, I thought we could just do some recommendations. But Roth, I also didn't know if you wanted to talk more about how having everyone in Defector together made you feel. You were like very beautifully poignant on the article version of this episode and like you also said that you annoyed me three separate times in well, one vlog. no i said i was avoiding annoying right, so I right. Was actually patting myself on the back but yes i i think that i'm always worried that you know not that i'm like annoying other people like i'm sort of past that at this point i just don't want to like make it harder for you all i appreciate no, the work that you all do it was great and so the idea of like all four of us getting in a room as we did in last week's episode and like not exactly having a game plan like we sort of we had a usual rundown but like mm -hmm. the thing with dave mckenna is that you don't know what he's going to talk about or when he's going to stop talking about it and that's sure. his that's his superpower he's an amazing storyteller and he plays by his own rules. But it was also the sort of thing where, like, we hadn't had him on before. I didn't know what he was going to do. You know, like, that there was if – there, if someone was familiar with his work and I were to tell them that there was a version of that podcast that included a 25-minute story about almost talking to Robert Pollard at a show in 1995 <laughs> but not – like, if you know his shit, you're like, oh, yeah, that checks out. Now, he didn't tell a story about almost talking to Robert Pollard at a Guided by Voices show in 1995. But that's what I didn't know what we were doing. And the idea of just, like, us coming out and flopping some stuff on your deck and Brandon's deck and being like, all right, we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, I have to go to lunch with my coworkers now. <laughs> we need to go to a New York Liberty game immediately. We did. We did. We all went to a New York Liberty game shortly after that recording. We saw the only bad game that Brianna Stewart has had as a pro somehow. It was a really wild. amazing experience. Yeah. And we didn't even see one of Sabrina Ionoscu's good pantsuits. It was just yeah. like a middling pantsuit. Kind of a kind of a disappointing showing all around. Uh yeah, so the Libs were were bad. They lost to an Atlanta dream team that I think had only won two games going into it. Uh, but it was still, you know, it's like fun to be there. It's fun to be with everybody. But that was the the main, uh, you know, sort of takeaway from last week. Mm -hmm. we, we had basically the whole team 
in uh, town for to meet our intern, Abigail, and then also to sort of start game planning the next year of Defector and trying to figure out what we're going to do with our, you know, great good fortune of being able to continue to exist and all that. And it was cool. It was just like a lot of like moving around and socializing after, you know, some years of doing much less of that. And then also I'm old now. Mm -hmm. So I was fucking wiped. And that's part of why we're not like doing a proper episode uh, today. It's like I was exhausted by the end of last week and I was sick and I worked on Sunday and I'm just like, this is about, you know, I don't know that this energy level is discernibly different than my normal, but this is like the most I've got right now. Like I'm just throwing that 82 mile an hour gas right down the pipe. Yeah, but think about how hard it's breaking at the end. That's yeah, that's the, the thing. It's got a, the pitch shape is still good. <laughs> it's shaped like an S and no one knows how. So how was your experience getting to interact with people that you had previously only seen in Zoom windows. Was that everything you dreamed? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like everyone says about tall people, Drew's very tall in person. It's quite And tall. it's just imposing. And But I enjoyed yeah. it. Also, McKenna came in hot. He just jumped into our studio and then had a 10-minute conversation on the phone <laughs> before I met him. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. And then instantly was like, hey, is that an espresso machine? What are you doing with that? <laughs> yeah, then we made everyone espresso. It was great. No, it was super <laughs> fun. I mean, the thing is, Rolf... This is my job, you know, like it's my, I I knew y'all were going to come in and do it. And like, that's what podcasts are, baby. It's a vibe. I think it's changed so much because people do it over the air, over internet. And that is a fundamentally different, like, it's a fundamentally different iteration of podcasting than dudes hanging out in a basement together, which is almost like the little seed of where podcasting came from yeah. and a more refined version, including everyone is more like what these, what an episode with everyone in the same room would be. And I'm saying that in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I barely got the chance to like participate in that version of doing podcasts. Like I've, yeah. of the many, many episodes of different shows that I've done during my life, which is the sort of thing that would sound like a brag if, uh, I wasn't talking about how many podcast episodes I've done and how many different podcasts I've been on. It's like, you know, overwhelmingly 90 odd percent. Uh, or it's just me on a Zoom call or speaking into my phone even in the early days. It is different. Like being in that room with other people, it's just like in the same way that, you know, this is a very prosaic observation that sort of is like, you know, it's got a few thousand years of human development underlying it already but like it's different it's different to be with people yeah all the podcast listeners are cheering that you're going to say something prosaic they're standing yeah, they up in it. their cars with their hands do you want to hear it do you want to hear something prosaic okay <laughs> let's give it to them neither a borrower nor a lender be you know uh the <laughs> i think the experience of having everybody together was really really good it was wonderful it was also overwhelming in the sense that like even just in the time that Defector has existed as a website, you know, or even as an idea. Yeah. Like, I hadn't met, you know, Jasper. I hadn't met people that were there from, like, the very first moments of it. I hadn't met them in real life until, like, 2021, Mm. you know? Like, it's just... So I'm still sort of getting used to... I mean, not just to the website being real at this point, but, I mean, to just sort of, like, the people that I know from Slack and that I've known from inside my computer for the longest time. Like, actually hanging out with them in physical space is still... A faintly mind-blowing experience for me. I can only imagine what it's like for you, what an amazing honor it was to be near a fairly high Drew at a basketball game. I was. It was great. I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. I mean, again, 
I said in the first episode, I've been reading the site since it's existed, and then the former site that doesn't exist anymore since yeah. before then. So it's like, I knew you guys, and at the risk of, like, saying something a little parasocial, it was neat. But, like, yeah. I, I mean, a part of our job here, and I guess just to say a little, like, multitude stuff here, is, like, the whole thing that we came in with was, like, we want to make the distraction the most distraction-y it can be. And trying to hold ourselves to, like, being what you and everyone loves listening to and make, and turning the knobs up on that is exactly what we wanted to be. We didn't want to change anything like that. And I think that the last few episodes that we've been doing has certainly reflected that, and I'm feeling really good about that. So that was just really yeah, fun. Yeah, same. I think that's right. And I think that, you know... The risk of of getting too uh, proctologically <laughs> meta on any of this, like it's a relief to not have to try to do something I don't know how to do. Like in terms oh. of just the thing with this, it's also weird. Is I spent less time in real life with Drew than I have on Zoom calls, and so being in that room and like goofing around with him, really, like we had not done that outside of like a live setting or a live stream setting, mm. uh, like ever, and. I don't know. It was it was great. I hope we can do it again. Like, I mean, I, I really absolutely. Uh, I also need to like fucking pace myself because I'm in middle age. So the idea of just like staying out and then you know taking mass transit home because I'm cheap and just getting in <laughs> later every night is like, I guess harder for me because of how old and broken my body and mind are. But I think that that's you know that's a that's more of a me problem. Well, no one can tell else. the difference between you and I. I think I'm doing a pitch perfect Roth right now, so I can just you slip are. in. And I feel like people are gonna have mistaken me for Drew. We so the one thing I will say about Drew mentioning that he's tall. This was a nice little bit of uh, I don't even think it was like physical comedy. So mm-hmm. on Wednesday, the night that we went to that uh, after we recorded was the live the tour that uh, normal gossip is on had its first show sold out at town hall in new york city fucking huge venue where i've seen yola tango perform uh it was was, the performance was great uh and i recommend the tour to anybody if it's coming to your city which it probably is uh it's for sure worth checking out like it's like a real theatrical experience also town hall has really small seats and it's really narrow and was built for older sized people and so, so sitting next to Drew at that, knowing about his back pain and also knowing that he's like, you know, whatever, 6'4", mm-hmm. and was trying to fold himself into that space, it was a heroic performance. No one talks about, you know, the flu games that we have in real life every day. Uh, like, imagine if Jokic had to play, like, in those harness racing photos of him. Yeah. Like, that's, what, that's what it was like. Yeah, or if he had to, like, in order to, like, get to the scorer's table, he had to get in and out of, like, a fiat. <laughs> that was basically what it was like. We Drew and I also went to um, dinner beforehand. We went to the Grand Central Oyster Bar together for, like, a, yeah. a not-so-grim men's evening. It was very nice. Uh, and I, but I love the Grand Central Oyster Bar. It's a special place. It was cool to be able to do that. We went into the venue together, and some people... I, some listeners uh, who were in town for a library conference identified us and were like, hey, Drew and Roth, how are you? And I, it was nice to see them. I, you know, got to talk to them for a little bit. There was a part of me that wanted to make clear of, it's like, we don't like go everywhere together. Like, I want you to think of us as separate guys in your mind. But it's like the idea, like if you saw like Bert from Bert and Ernie doing groceries, you'd be like, where's Ernie, you know? And that, right. that may be how uh, Drew and I are actually linked. But I thought I, it's good that we were able to give people the, the experience of watching the two of us walk around <laughs> New York City babbling to each other. Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm already looking forward to whenever we can uh, do that sort of thing next. And, uh, you know, being able to get back in, in the studio, like, 
it's easy for me. Like I just have to ask my wife to leave the office and then I can use mm-hmm. the decently professional quality mic setup that you all hook me up with. But I don't know. It, there's something about uh, being in a different place that I think helped me feel more profesh. You are always welcome in the Multitude Studio and when I'm oh, Drew's in the it. area. And you're always welcome in my home. If you ever want to come over here, I'll make you an espresso. <laughs> you can have a long conversation with someone in your family or whatever. I just want that Indian sandwich. That's what I really want, the samosa sandwich. So I got to meet a guy uh, who is a podcast listener and a dude that was a caller on our AMP show. Mm. Um, I'll not use his government name, but Tito is my name-o, was his screen name <laughs> on there. And he was in town for business and came up to my neighborhood to get that sandwich. And I was like, oh, shit, my bluff is being called. Like, this can't be, like, because I think it's good, but Bro, it's not like no an amazing it's sandwich. Bad. It's mostly it's a, a samosa weird sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so I I met him on the day that, like, the really bad smoke and, like, day in New York City. So the, uh, which I believe is also Wednesday, but it was, like, you know, one of the days we had, it looked like it was shot through the, like, Steven Soderbergh's Mexico scenes and traffic filter. Mm -hmm. And then this other one was just, like, Blade Runner 2049, like, climate collapse. It really was. It really, I tried to take photos and, like, everyone's phones kept correcting is like that's too yellow you're wrong so that's why none of the photos capture how much it looked like mars oh it smelled i mean it was really it was wild. anyway so like this out of town like handsome fit dude standing outside of punjabi junction being like yo i'll walk to the train with you but he's carrying his samosa sandwich around he said it was good that's all i needed to know Mm. i mean i know that it's not bad it's just it's a strange sandwich like and i think the more you mess with it and try to like dress it up and make it less strange probably the something essential would be lost but i feel like if we do a live show soon in the year of our lord 2023 we're gonna have to eat some sandwich on stage and just oh, review yeah. it I'm getting a party sub for the whole the whole fucking crowd that sounds know. absolutely incredible do not tease me i want that we actually have talked about trying to do a live show um i hope we can do that yeah no i really want to do it i was teasing it you say it definitively <laughs> that's great no i will all right we're doing one we're gonna do one we want to do one early in, in, in the, the fall. next 15 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah we'll start pulling together a live show we're gonna figure something out anyway all right so because we're not doing a proper episode Let's recommend some alternative programming, uh, things you can listen to or uh, do instead of listening to this. Uh, yes. Eric, what was the the McQuaid thing that, that moved you, which we started talking about and then stopped? Yes, absolutely. So one of my favorite video game podcasts is called Insert Credit. If you like it when Dan McQuaid comes on the show and talks about very specific moments from JRPGs, you need to listen to this episode, especially the episode that Dan McQuaid was just on, the most recent episode called Multiball, Multiball, Multiball with Dan McQuaid. Uh, it's an incredible show, and Dan McQuaid is doing real, real, real Dan McQuaid stuff, but specifically for for video games first and then sports instead of the other way around that he usually yep. does uh, on Defector. Love to let Dan cook. This is the thing with, with his episodes, too, speaking of people that you don't know where they're going to end up. Like He's a terrific guest. Obviously, we love him, and he's a great coworker and a good dude. Also, it's just like funny that you're sort of starting the clock on a discussion about Baywatch every time you have him on a podcast. And it doesn't matter where that conversation or that episode begins or what it covers. At some point at the end, he'll be like, at some point, David Hasselhoff had to use the defibrillator on himself. That didn't seem realistic. You know, there's a lot of... 
You act There's like a lot that's in there. not why people have people on podcasts. I know, I know, I know. Well, this is the fun of it is, you know, you try to do a good job and then you see how it falls apart. And like, that's, uh... there, is a, there is a clock above John Gabris's head that could be like, you know, when those scientists predict when the world's going to end, the midnight clock. Mm-hmm. There is a clock above his head slowly clicking down to when he tells some incredibly wild story about someone dying in Long Island. And like, we yeah. want that. We want to see if the clock strikes midnight on the episode we're listening to. John Gabris, for those who don't know, is to my mind, I didn't know that you were also a member of the the Brotherhood. I think the single funniest, most reliably mm-hmm. funny podcast guest I've ever heard. His yeah. episode of What a Time to Be Alive, recommend that to everybody. It's from years ago, but he... It's just like shot out of a fucking cannon. It's amazing yeah. how good he is. If any of you have Dropout or know what Dropout is, it's like the streaming service that came off of College Humor. They have like a game show called Um Actually where they talk about nerdy, like it's like a nerdy game show. And John Gabris, uh, he is such a breath of fresh air <laughs> to Adam Conover. And I think what it just, and maybe it's like Brian Murphy or one of the very nerdy informed people from College Humor, just like laughing about wrestling. And just, he he just ebbs chill vibes. And then all of a sudden yep. he'll say the single funniest thing you've ever heard in your entire life. He rules. Seek him out. I agree with that. Uh, my recommendations, I guess, I is it bad to just like recommend shit that I was on? No, I guess of I course not. Right? All right. So uh, two of them. I did an episode. I th- believe it's in the Patreon sub for the American Prestige podcast with uh, Derek Davison and Danny Bessner. And it was me and Chris Thompson uh, talking about the Live Golf Tour, which is like oh, one of my favorite things to talk about. And this is a foreign policy podcast mostly. Um, obviously we did not bring a great deal of foreign policy rigor to the discussion, but it was really fun. And and Chris knows so much about it. He just does not necessarily love coming on, uh, the podcast. He does a great job. I do a less good job, but it was fun to do. Mm. And then if you want one that's free that I'm on, uh, I mentioned it in passing on here, the Hallmark podcast I do with Jeb Lund. Like it's hell yeah. We did one with, uh, Ryan Nanny that just went up that I think is really funny for a very bad movie, uh, that podcast is called It's Christmas Town. Um, you don't necessarily have to watch the Hallmark movies to well, I definitely do not recommend watching the one that we talked about in that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a hangout podcast with a weird formatting thing to it. But anyway, that's like uh, I love I that show. When we, we talked yeah. about it for an extended period of time because I did an episode of one of Multitude's podcasts called Spirits, which is our mythology podcast. And I went on and it has uh, Amanda McLaughlin, my wife and also CEO of Multitude yeah. and Julia Shavini. I went on and we talked about Made for Each Other, which is vaguely Pygmalion, vaguely Jewish golem set in New York so City. I have that shit sitting on my DVR. It's Ileana, Dog- Ileana Douglas entering the Hallmark universe mm-hmm. as like a concept is enough to like hook me in there and then the fact that you and Amanda were both like oh no it's like a golem thing it's a total golem thing yeah. <laughs> it's like amazing to me we, we went on I went on the show and I'm like is this a golem we're gonna talk about it for an extended yeah. period of time no that, it's a great um movie you gotta watch it I will check for it I think we're gonna get there eventually but um all right cool so let's let everybody get on with their their days weeks whatever um if you were if you started listening to this at the beginning of a workout and you were like distressed that you weren't going to have a whole episode to do uh, your workout to. By this point, you've probably done enough uh, in terms of getting your heart rate elevated that it counts yeah. as exercise. And you can just go, you know, have a have a smoothie. Yeah. Go uh, go get a sandwich. Uh, can I do one final recommendation? Yes. You should you should uh, tell a friend about the distraction right now. No, there you go. Uh, right. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, tell a tell a friend about our stupid podcast. Be like, I have these two guys that otherwise would not be able to have any job uh, that have this job doing a podcast. I like. If it's harder to convince people to hop on Defector because it it requires money. Tell people about the distraction being like, this is the resin from which totally the factor yeah. comes from. And it's you, for free. And the, the deepest and most perverted end of it. But yeah, obviously, you know, I, I assume that everybody that listens to this looks at Defector. Um, you know, obviously you get a free few free articles if you want to do that. But like, yeah, I always plugging Defector feels weird at this point. Like, it's just like a, the website that I work at. But it is like we we need you all. And obviously, uh you can read it. You can read our posts there. You can read this shit that I wrote about the Cardinals on Sunday that made them beat the Mets. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty incredible guy, Eric, and I got a lot of power over what happens in baseball. My blogs make it happen. <laughs> I felt that way seeing Lauren in person. I'm like, wow, you're the soft-spoken one who talks about hockey. This is so great. Yeah, no, there's like, a, there's definitely normal people on the staff. You just don't get to see them as much. It's just me and me and Drew. You get the Statler and Waldorf thing, and then you find out there's all these other much cuddlier Muppets. <laughs> Imagine the Muppet Show was just a camera on Statler and Waldorf, and then accidentally the camera falls, and you realize that like the Bee Gees and Kermit are behind you. <laughs> Yeah, that's more or less how it. Yeah, that's what we're trying to go for. Chris Christopherson and Rolf are doing a bit, but we're too busy looking at what these guys are that's doing. That's the dream. Chris Christopherson, uh, pulling a college graduate, you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no one cares about that. All right, thank you, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye, and uh, thank you for being with us. We'll be back with a normal episode next week. Bye. Bye.